Hey, what's up guys? Trevor here. So Michael and I are in the middle of working on season two for the podcast, but in the meantime, we wanted to give you guys a bonus episode. So this was an episode where him and I had just got done wrapping up one of the episodes in season one, and we got pretty intoxicated and we just wanted to go right in and do another one. So uh, I just wanted to give you guys this while you're waiting on season two to come out and that'll still be in a couple weeks or so. So hope you enjoy. This one gets pretty chaotic. There's, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. We kind of just ramble about science and things that we think are, are cool while intoxicated. So enjoy the best you can. Um, Return that shit off. That's that was actually the name of a song that I did once. Was, no was, metronome. It was called No Metronome. I literally made a song with like No Metronome, and it sounded good, but there was no metronome, so it, therefore it sounded like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Um. It sucks. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Goonies podcast. <laughs> we um we ended one of our episodes and we got drunk and we're just hanging around talking. So we're like, yo, well, let's drop them a bonus episode of Buzzed Michael and Trev. Anyways. You're not going to feel fulfilled until what happens, Michael? <laughs> what were we talking about a minute ago? Okay, so I guess I want to preface this by saying I absolutely love my life. Like, I'm married to a beautiful woman. <laughs> and I love what her to death. way to start this. Yeah. But, dude, the fact that I can't go out and see space... And even if I could, it wouldn't be what I need it to be because I just can't see across the 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 entire light spectrum. Yeah, like there is an that's an itch of mine that will never be scratched. Like there are six astronauts out of like fucking thousands of applications who even get to go to space. Like that's right, already yeah. a very small percentage. Bro, if I if I tried to be an astronaut, I would just like my my arm would rip off in like the fucking the G's. Like my shoulder would dislocate in four different places. Like I'd be fucked. Dude, I don't even have the background to be an astronaut. Like I'm just not good enough. Mm. I'm not as bright as the astronauts. I think I'm average for where I'm at. So like I'm never going to space as disappointing as that is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to space either, my friend. Uh, uh, but that just bothers me so much. There's a wealth of objects out there that we just cannot see in their full glory, man. It fucking sucks. Well, okay, hang on. We say we're never going to space. I mean, isn't Musk, like, coming up with a thing where you can just, like, casually travel to space? Well, truth be told, I don't know. I think so. I think, well, I think... I think in the next, like, 50 years, it will be possible for just, like, the commoner to be able to travel into, like, maybe, like, lower orbit. Like, like space, but not, like, you know, not going to go to the moon or Mars or anything, but you can at least probably see space. Well, I mean, a moon trip would be, like, a few-month endeavor. Like, yeah, you'd exactly. have to take a year off work or some shit. Yeah, the other, they just, it's like a child. They just take you up into the atmosphere and then, it, like, let you back down. They, yeah. uh, they release you from the rock. <laughs> You plummet to orbit. Dude. Oh, man. See, I know if I reference this, you know, nobody... I gotta let you go, man. <laughs> Fumbles through the sky. Yeah, like I was... Oh, God. Nobody's gonna understand that. No, no one will. And it's okay. Um, if you understand it, be quiet. <laughs> God. Oh, fuck. Dude. Okay. So, you know what fucking trips me out? What's that? Anteaters. Like, <laughs> not even fucking shitting you. Why? Why? 
fucking anteaters. <laughs> oh my Bro, Christ. Okay. Okay. They have long ass snouts. For what? Like, I get that they need to fucking get ants, but you know what happens when you put your fucking anything in an ant in in an ant hill? <laughs> your anything. Like, yeah. Like, like there's some fucking ten year olds walking around putting their dicks in an ant hill. It doesn't matter what you put in an ant hill. If you put anything in an ant hill, the entire fucking colony is going to get mad at you, and it's going to bite. So okay, I'm an ant eater. I put my tongue in the colony. I'm getting the fuck bit out of my tongue. I'm getting the fuck bit out of my snout. What the fuck kind of adaptation is a snout if you can still get bit? It is fucking... Oh, my God. Well, maybe it doesn't feel like all that much pain. Then, if that's the case, a fucking anteater has more pain tolerance than I do. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know what? You know what trips me out? Lay it on me. An echidna. Is that the fucking starfish nose thing? No, it, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a spiky anteater, basically, is what it is. And it has four penises. What? Yeah, it, yeah. it's got four dicks. Or it's like a four-sided dick. It's fucking weird. What it, is a four So okay. I'll hold up. Echidna penis. Do I want to look at this? Do I, do I want this in my search history? Open incognito. Oh, my God. Okay, what the all right. fuck? Put it on the shared oh, screen. Holy shit. No. Oh, gross. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh my god! Okay, so, so, at this great risk, I am going to ask that you pause this podcast and look up echidna penis, and you will see a place from theguardian.com. Sorry, go to Google, look up Google Images echidna penis. You'll see something from theguardian.com. It says four penis heads become erect at dot dot dot. I'm assuming that says the same time. I don't want to. I don't want to click that link. Yeah, it's disturbing. Holy shit. I would rather we not click that because fuck echidnas. I don't care about oh their dicks. Oh my but. god. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so this is what an echidna looks like. So if you've ever played the game Sonic the Hedgehog, this is what Knuckles is. Yes, Knuckles is a four-dicked gang-banging oh motherfucker. That is- one of the most horrifying that that is like it looks something, like a hand jesus christ <laughs> it's like one of those things you see in cosmic horrors like what i'd see in fucking lovecraft or some shit oh my god dude speaking of lovecraft like lovecraft the lovecraft world is so interesting i i think it's like one of the more accurate depictions of um what the cosmos would be like if there's life in the universe out there it's probably more like Lovecraftian than we're like willing to admit because like that, that's one thing and I don't even know how the, a guy in the 20s was fucking like coming up with this shit but it's like oh yeah no if there's like life out there it's gonna be this like giant glob or something like it's like if you think it's gonna be humanoid at all you're wrong like then. well I mean to be fair a humanoid figure is more likely than not to be not representative of life in the universe just in aggregate uh, correct and we know that in 2021 but in 1920 like you know what's people's ideas of like you know if you watch an alien movie from the 50s it, it, it's a fucking it's a six foot two man who's just painted gray like okay yeah yeah the gray yeah. so a guy so a guy in the fucking 20s was like not like like look up anything lovecraftian and it it, it is like it's impressive that he was able to come up with this shit so early. It's kind of like how it blows my mind that like HG Wells was coming up with like this crazy, awesome sci-fi shit in the 1800s. Like, like yeah, war of okay. the worlds yes, is in I the think 1800s. That's that is nuts. That's fucking crazy. Like, like uh, when I, when I think of war of the worlds, excuse me, I think of like eighties, like, uh, 
concurrent with Animal Farm type shit. Who is that man? Uh, Orwell. Orwell. Okay, yeah. So when I think of World of the Worlds, I think of 80s. Not fucking 1800s. I think of Tom Cruise. Like the 2005 one, War of the Worlds. I actually haven't seen that. I've but. seen like parts of it. Like I, I think it's, um, I think I, I didn't read too much of the novel, but like it does kind of a good job of like the, like the, so all you, all you need to think of is like a gigantic metal thing, just fucking vaporizing you as you like run by it. So scary movie 4.5? Uh, four. four. Yes. Yes. Basically what was in that, but because they were making fun of War of the Worlds. Okay. And, um, so it's like that, but now like imagine those things and they're coming from Mars. Cause that's where they say they, that now imagine those things. In the 1800s, Dude. with cannons shooting at them. Because if you look at like an old, uh, like cover photo of it, uh, uh, of the original book, it, it literally has like guys with cannons shooting at these okay. fucking things that are. Gonna, I want to see if I can find it. War. So, if I thought our current weaponry would be inefficient against an alien invader, which typically that's the case, we assume that we just can't uh, match up against an alien invader cannons shit from the 1800s like musketeers fucking minutemen the minute the guys who took one single minute to load one fucking shot into their rifles dude they would get fucking obliterated it'd be like playing soccer against <laughs> babies infants <laughs> you would wipe the floor with those infants figuratively yeah basically. and i mean maybe literally no not literally that's wrong so I mean, this is a little bit different, but I mean, still like for the 1800s, this is like a pretty good here. Look, look at this. This is like one of the covers from the 1800s. Okay. Yeah, like, that's, I mean, it's still a giant metal contraption with a fucking laser gun that vaporizes you. Yes. In the 1800s. Yes. Like to think of something like that, bro. I actually want to see when this was, uh, first. So that sort of make I know that this is sort of a different topic, but that makes me question when lasers were sort of conceptualized. Because obviously, lasers require electricity, and they probably weren't as commonplace as they are now. And that's an understatement, very likely. But when did somebody like H.G. Wells learn about uh, lasers? I have no idea, but, but the first principle of a laser dates back to 1917 when Albert Einstein described the theory of uh, simulated emission. So, like, the idea of lasers wasn't thought of until Einstein. Now, I, I could be fucking this up a little bit with World of the Worlds, like, what it is that fucking, what that they shoot from, but I'm, I'm about to look up, like, a synopsis of this book. I always thought it was lasers. Could be wrong, but, I mean, it looked like a fucking laser gun from that picture. I mean, yeah, no shit, dude. Yeah, um, but Wells was really good about describing, like, like he, he thought of the concept, I mean, he basically invented sci-fi, and, like, that, it, it, like, it, like I said, in, like, because that book was released in 1898, and so he was thinking of, like, sci-fi crazy concepts in the 1800s, and uh, he, like, pretty much kind of was the innovator of what our modern idea of time traveling is, like, like he literally, no shit. yeah, pretty, he had a book called The Time Machine, I think we coined that term from Wells, so, sorry, is the time machine the one where you, I don't, I don't know if this is the book, but it's a very short story, probably like, I mean, hell, maybe 10 to 12 pages. Yeah, no, but keep going. So somebody goes through a travel portal where you're supposed to fall asleep. 
mm-hmm. they administer a drug that makes you fall asleep, and so you're effectively immune to the uh, the effects of time. Okay. So this is very unrealistic, obviously. But a kid pretends that he already received the drug that makes you immune to the effects of time, and so he spends what feels like an eternity in this time loop thing as he's traveling. So by the time he gets to the end at his destination, he's an old ass man and his dad is mortified that his son is now at least twice his age. Jesus Christ. No, that that is not what this okay. is, but Okay. Holy fuck, what is that? I'll have to double check on what that is. Let me uh Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sounds I I want to read that. That sounds really cool. It's a good story. Like I really liked it a lot. Okay, so um, they didn't have a laser per se. They had a heat ray. They they had a uh, a heat ray and a chemical weapon. And so it basically, they released a poisonous black smoke and uh, melted you to death. Black smoke that melted you. Well, no. So like they so that was the heat ray. The heat ray melted you to death, but the black black smoke was like poisonous. It would just like poison you and kill you. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a heat ray is basically just a laser. Like, yeah, that's... like, lasers are typically, I mean, they've got visible wavelength light. Yeah. And then near ultraviolet. So, an infrared, a heat ray is just launching infrared light at somebody. So, that's that's just an infrared laser. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, shit, he's got the idea. He's no, got... basically, like, yeah, a rudimentary laser is is what it is. Like, he thought of this in 1898. This was... 20 or so years before Einstein came up with the idea of a laser and he writes it in this book basically and yeah he's like oh these Martians shoot it at you and you fucking melt to death you die this was before the first commercialized car in 1906 yeah shit is it 06 or 26 it early uh, I thought it was 06 yeah it, it, it's early 1900s but uh yeah he fucking um like, one of the things that I'm reading here in kind of a synopsis is that, like, a horse crashes into something. Like, they're fucking using horses to fight tripods. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, but so, like, that's what's so crazy. Like, like when, when they're able to predict, like I said, like, Wells basically invented sci-fi. So, to go back to the time machine thing earlier. So, no, what, what you mentioned, that is, not, that is not what I was thinking of. So, the time machine was a very, it was a weird story. Um... Basically, this guy... Oh, I might be conflating it with the movie. Um, so this guy like starts... He builds a time machine, and he starts to travel, and he travels like thousands of years into the future to where, I guess, something has happened to humanity, and they have kind of evolved into more of a tribalistic thing where... Like cave dwellers. Kinda. Kinda like that. So there's like a... There's like a civilization and he can't speak their language. Like, like they do not speak any kind of, which was pretty forward thinking too. Like he was like, they don't speak any type of English I've ever heard before. He can't communicate with them very well. And then there's, so there's like, I forget what those people are called. And there's like the Morlocks is what these other groups are called. And they are like this fucking, like this horrid like creature that's evolved to like this weird, like they're, they're basically monsters. And I can't remember, I read this book like 10 years ago. I can't even remember like the resolution of it. But that was basically it. Like he traveled so far in the future that we kind of go back to like a tribalistic type thing. And like humanity has evolved to a point that like they don't even look like humans anymore. Okay. So I, I've seen a time traveling movie similar to that. But looking at these images, uh, is, it's doesn't yield anything familiar. 
So it's unfortunate. But the thing in this movie is like a, a professor of sorts falls asleep in a time machine mm-hmm. and accidentally travels very far into the future. Mm. And so he meets this new race of, I mean, like descendants of humans. And this race of humans is subjugated by another who believe they are superior or whatnot. Already sounds like Planet of the Apes. So I just, I, I found it, I believe. It's a horror, sorry, you're not in my mind. The thing that I was talking about earlier is The Jaunt by Stephen King. The the Jaunt? The Jaunt. The Jaunt by Stephen King. Well, it's a Stephen King novel, so that means the ending probably sucks. <laughs> yes, yes, the ending is insane. <laughs> That, I mean, that's so typical of, uh, of Stephen King, though. That, that's kind of what he's known for. Like, he, he sets up really good stories, and then the endings usually kind of fucking suck. Yeah, like, I feel bad for effectively spoiling the thing, but the the not, the short story is called The Jaunt. It's very good. I the Jaunt. It. Yeah, and this was released 1981. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah no, I actually want to give that a, give that a read, because it seems like it's kind of short. But yeah, so, like, um, H.G. Wells is credited with popularizing the concept of time travel and he did that in 1895 that's insane fucking nuts insane that's so cool so yeah i always think it's like cool when, when people like because like like lovecraftian horror like cosmic horror the idea that once again this is coming from a guy in like the 1920s when like you know calvinism was popular and, and like people were uber religious and this guy's like nah if there's life on other planets like it's horrifying and you you can never <laughs> wrap your head around it and there is no god <laughs> like you fucking like for a guy in the 20s to think that is so like forward thinking but but even even shit like that so then there's him and then there's yeah people like albert einstein in the 20s like a hundred years ago this guy was so unbelievably smart he, he he basically wrote essentially the laws of physics in, in or at least a like a side of it that we are now basing so much of the laws of the universe on and like this guy pretty much created it like from scratch like how are you that fucking smart see that so to expand on that idea i have always found it fascinating that people before us could even come up with these things yeah without the shit that we have like for example i mean even pythagoras the man who is credited with pythagorean theorem like how the fuck did he do that tell me how he did that how did he know that the fucking square root or sorry a squared plus b squared equals c squared like how did he know what squared was? I, I have no idea. Well, I mean, take a look at um, Newton, right? Because, like, Newton... That was where I was going to Yeah, Newton was in, like, the 1700s. And this motherfucker was so smart that he invented math. Like, he invented calculus. Yes. And I, I, okay, so, sorry. Uh, it's widely disputed that Newton invented calculus because there's a another historical math figure named Leibniz. Yes. Okay, you know. Uh, well, so yeah, so it's disputed like who came up with it first. But that was a weird. But that like was they're... actually uh, that's actually one of the uh, considered like eeriest coincidences of all time is that like both Newton and whoever you just said the other guy Leibniz basically kind of came up with their own concepts of uh, calculus at the same time, completely separate from one another. So, I think that, yeah, that is crazy. And that's fucking nuts. Like, they, they, they both invented a new form of math that it was essentially the same. It probably was exactly the same. And, like, they basically <laughs> didn't know of each other. They just did it on their own. Like, that is nuts. So, you, you got two Newtons running around. Like, yeah. And fucking, I don't, 
saying they pulled it out of thin air would be disingenuous, but like to a layperson, that is effectively what they did. I was about to like to me, yeah, that's pretty. That, that's basically what they did. Like, I, like I, 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 we can be smart. Like, I feel like you and I are smart guys. We're not so smart. We can come up with a brand new. No. A form of mathematics or physics or no. anything like I can't even if I try to make my own word fucking right now, it would be the worst <laughs> shit you'd ever heard so oh my god dude are you familiar with what a derivation is like the concept is very mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. okay good on its surface it's a simple concept you take existing rules of mathematics and you create new ones okay so uh, you can derive for example Newton's second law which I don't know if everybody knows this. This is force equals mass times acceleration. You can derive that by using a few mathematical rules and definitions. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into it because this is like, we're already getting too above. Yeah, but whatever. if you use the definition of acceleration as a uh, change in velocity, then like by go, you can, you can do a shit ton of things with that that prove that Newton's second law is correct. And I would not be able to do that just given what velocity is. I don't know if I said this, but acceleration is the change in velocity. So I wouldn't be able to use velocity itself to figure out what acceleration is. I wouldn't be able to use mass to figure out what acceleration is. Like, that's insane. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, see, like, these are concepts that, like, if you said, if you said, like, people in the 50s started coming up with this shit, like, started figuring this stuff out, I'd be like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Like, cool. This guy lived in the 1700s and figured all this shit out. I I don't even know how that's possible. Like, I don't know how he wasn't burned at the stake for being a witch or some shit. Honestly, like, like, Galileo got better treatment than I thought he would have for his time. Like, instead of getting burned at the stake, he was just confined to house arrest for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's good. And then Socrates was uh, murdered for fucking just, like, thinking about things. <laughs> like, he was literally just like, hmm, I ponder. And they're like, death. Yeah, fucking, wasn't it, wasn't his punishment he had to drink poison or some shit? I actually don't know. Let's see. How did Socrates die? It was fucked. He was judged by, like, a jury of his peers. It's funny. I didn't know this, but uh, Socrates actually hated democracy. He, he thought it led kind of to the concept of, like, mob rule. He thought that uh, the common person was too stupid to kind of vote on important things. He figured it should be kind of more up to the elite or people who have experience to vote on things. He thought that, like, just anyone being able to vote on anything led to just, like, people being stupid, basically. So, um... So that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, no. Death, forced suicide. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so, yeah, so you were right. It, it is forced suicide <laughs> by poisoning. Okay, so I've never heard of it described as forced suicide. So what? Did, what's the alternative? Like, I, I, don't know if I don't know if there's anything. Um, but he was forced, so there has to be an alternative. Apparently worse uh, than committing suicide by drinking poison? Apparently, this was like a common practice of putting people to death back in those days. So I guess they just had honor. I, I guess. Fucking. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the alternative would be. I mean, I guess nonetheless, you're going to die because like they put you to death. But I guess it's just going to like, here, you can either drink this and die or like we cut your head off. And it's like, all right, well, 
I don't want my head on the floor. I'd probably just drink poison, even though that would hurt like a motherfucker. But yeah, I think that's crazy. Like, I don't think. Okay, that's not necessarily true. I my the statement I was about to say is not correct, but uh, I was going to say I don't think a lot of people today would take that route. They would be put to death in other ways, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people still have pride today, and even though it would hurt, they would probably go through the forced suicide. Well, I mean, the way we currently put people to death is basically exactly this, is we inject you with chemicals that kill you. But that that's only, not really like a forced suicide. That's, well, so, yeah, you can no, extrapolate it, that as like a, almost like murder. Almost. Well, I mean, I would even say forced suicide is murder. <laughs> like you're forcing someone to kill themselves. But it's still sort of on their own volition. I because mean, kind it is of. You, you are given the illusion of choice. Is die by your own hand or die by mine. It's like, yes, but they choose to die by their own hand. I, well, well, yeah, but you wouldn't have to make that decision unless someone prompted you with it. Like, you, that okay. is not a decision you okay. would make on your own. Yes, I mean, that's... We're getting into the... But, but the other... Yes, we're splitting hairs. But the other one, yes, I would say the state murders you is exactly what happens on the other one. Yes. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, yeah, so you say that, like a lot of people kind of view lethal injection as a, uh, you know, kind of a humane way to put someone out. And uh, that is a completely false notion. Uh, being put to death by lethal injection is horrifying. And you, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a common misconception. So basically, um, no doctor, like a lot of people think that, oh, it's a doctor or some kind of like medical professional that puts you out. That, no, it's not the case. Because of the Hippocratic Oath, like doctors aren't allowed to participate in death ceremonies, essentially is what it is. So you have to, it's some guy who like has maybe some medical knowledge, like just some random fucking dude who's like injecting shit into you. And um, a lot of the times they, you, you think you don't feel anything, uh, which isn't the case. They kind of give you like a, like a basic anesthetic, but what really happens is, is, is they give you a paralytic. So it completely shuts your body down. Like you can't breathe. You can't. Um, move, you can't blink, but you are completely aware and can feel everything that is happening to you. And then they inject you with whatever the overdose thing is. And, um, which basically uh, I've heard feels like fire in your veins. Like, like you feel like your entire body is on fire from the inside out and you can't move. You can't breathe nothing. Like you are not able to do a goddamn thing. You're just basically like you're on fire and you're being still. So how do they know this? Um, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm assuming maybe from people, cause people have survived this. There's been plenty of botched, um, lethal injections. Uh, and that, cause that's another thing. These aren't medical professionals that are administering, administering these drugs. So, um, um, it, it might come from a survivor of this Damn. and, um, put to death in another way. Yeah. Well, that was the funny thing. Like back in the, <laughs> back in the old days, if you were put to death and you didn't die, you kind of just got to go like, like yeah, no shit. yeah. Like back in the older days, it's like well, I mean, it's that's why they had to uh, like incorporate the rule of like when you're hung, um, hanged until dead because like there, it was kind of like a like a loophole. It was uh, oh, like you're sentenced to death by hanging, and then you survive the hanging. It's like well, I mean, we just sentenced you to hanging, and you survive, so I, I guess you you can go. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, so the, it was kind of like a fucking a dumbass loophole, but yeah. So then um, you're. You're basically on fire from the inside out. Uh, you can't move, and it's kind of like the SpongeBob meme, where it's like your your uh, the heart attacks put you to sleep. Like you fucking, you finally just die because your heart completely stops. Okay. So speaking of hanging, there's, I feel like a memory was just dredged from my fucking mind. Oh yeah. Like you just took a shovel, put it into my brain, and pulled out a memory. That's murder. Yes. 
So, I mean, this, I would like to mention a video adaptation of King Lear by Shakespeare. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> I completely forgot. I never thought that this would ever come up again. <laughs> I forgot about that. But it has. <laughs> so, in King Lear, there, in the video adaptation, I, I haven't read the book. Okay, read. so, I can probably, so... We had to we had to read King Lear for one of our English classes, and um, we instead of reading it, we're like, we'll just watch some kind of video over it because it's an old ass fucking Shakespearean story, and uh, we found like a shitty fucking shitty version of like um, I want to say it's like if somebody had like a handheld camera and recorded a play, kind of is like better than that, but slightly. But it had like famous actors in it. It had um, oh my god, who's the guy that plays the old Magneto? No idea. Fucking whatever. Um, God damn, it's going to bother the shit out of me. He, he's like super, he's super famous. Um, he played uh, Gandalf. Okay. Uh, Ian, Mc- Ian McKellen. That's, that, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, Ian McKellen. It had like Ian McKellen in it and like some other like pretty famous actors. Uh, but it was horrible. It was horribly produced. <laughs> it was not good. And then anyways, I'll let you continue. Okay. So in this rendition of King Lear, there is a scene that I've never forgotten in which they put a noose around a man's neck. Two burly men grab... Like one leg of the man each, and they yank him down to kill him. They fucking hang him manually. It was the (laughs) it was the jester, because that was the thing about it is that like he was just kind of like almost the voice of reason. He was just kind of like the sarcastic pose like this entire time, and then it was like two random dudes. and um, I mean, they were essential to the story, but I can't remember. They were basically like in a room alone with a jester, and they're like fucking with him, like, "Oh yeah, jester, ha ha!" And then they just fucking hang him out of nowhere. <laughs> and so, like, that was their interpretation of what happens to the jester, because like in King Lear, they don't actually explicitly say if he's like okay. dead or not. It's just kind of like you're kind of confused on what happens to him. But in that adaptation, they're like, "No, nah, we're going to <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna <fucking> violently, <laughs> manually <laughs> hang him." <laughs> I wouldn't even call that like a lynching. It was just like, we're going to put you in this noose we're and then pull you down onto neck. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like breaking somebody's neck with extra steps. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Slavery with extra steps. <laughs> Holy shit. That was, I completely forgot about that. that is fucking hilarious. Dude. I know. I know. Can't relate Dude. to anyone. Late night drunk time. podcast. This is the modern fuck podcast. <laughs> so isolated. How long has it been since you've done karaoke? Couple weeks. Couple weeks. For Ellie's birthday, we went to a karaoke bar at the very end of the night. How'd that go? Like, did you feel? I mean, you're you have natural inclination towards singing, so I'm not good at karaoke though. Really? I'm not. I'm bad at it. That because, surprises because, me. Because. Um, Karaoke is a little bit different. You you can't set your own um, pitch. Yeah. Okay. Like like you have to kind of just adhere to whatever it is that they're playing. Like so, whatever key the song is in, that's kind of what you gotta you gotta sing to. And then also, yeah. you don't know where the speakers are facing. So the problem that I had this time was the speakers were all facing like outward, and there was nothing pointing like at you to hear yourself. So like you're just kind of singing, and like the music is so loud around you, you're like, I can't hear if I'm in key or not. And so like there were some parts where I definitely was not. And then also, um, you know, it, it's kind of nerve-wracking to just get up and just fucking start singing in front of me. Like, no matter how drunk I am, I'm never just, like, comfortable to just go oh get up God. on stage. Dude, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. The last time I did karaoke was with an ex. And uh, when I did that, I tried to sing I'm Yours. 
I'm your. It was terrible, dude. <laughs> like, I have a, I have a deeper voice. Like, my voice is only high because I'm like straining just a little bit. I can't. I don't even think I can get deep, bro. And so, like, I was basically singing in this key. Like, well, you done. And I, I swear to fuck, there was at least one person who booed me. <laughs> and. Like, I just, I muscled through the song, singing it basically like this in this key because I was nervous as mm. shit oh, singing yeah, no. a song that was out of my register. Yeah. Well, well, when I get nervous singing, I sing in a lower register. That's kind of like where my voice now, because you know me, if you listen to my, my songs, they're kind of, uh, they're like higher pitched. That's kind of like how I sing. But when I'm nervous, I, uh, if I try to sing in the higher pitch, my, my voice will crack a bit more. So I have to kind of lower it down a bit. So like, I'll kind of sing like, like what I'm talking now, this is like my yeah. lower register. I'll kind of sing like in here until I get more comfortable and then it gets like higher. Um, but no, I actually, the last time we did karaoke, I sang everybody talks. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, because that's something else. Like another reason I don't like doing karaoke is that there's not a whole lot of songs that I know every single word to. <clears throat> um, you know, there's songs that I love and I've listened to thousands of times, but like even songs that I know really well, there's still a couple of lyrics or a couple of verses that I like don't really know what they're saying. Right. So, so there, there's only like, I want to say only a handful of songs, maybe like five or 10 songs that I actually know all the words to. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I got up there and I did everybody talked. And so like, I had a couple moments that like sounded pretty good. Like I did, uh, what was it like that part where it's like yeah like fucking yep, like shit. Yep. That, did that pretty well and like there, there were some parts that weren't bad but like i said i couldn't really hear myself like at all so it was like i could tell i was like super out of key or out of pitch on a couple of parts and i was like yeah i can't do anything about it it's like just can't i can't if i could hear myself this would be fine but i can't so uh yeah i'm not i'm not huge on karaoke i kind of like i'll do one song in the night maybe two like if you get a couple couple drinks in me that's about it yeah yes scent hell yeah nudes scent Oh, word. I would send a dick pic to this group chat of mostly guys. I'm isolating that and <laughs> using that for whatever I want. Word. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what in the fuck? I, I, I somehow, from the uh, Socrates conversation, am on the Wikipedia page of suicide methods. Oh, yeah. Forced suicide. Yeah. Forced suicide. I can't believe... I never knew that... Um, I didn't know for a very long time that Socrates was put to death. I just thought he was just like a you know regular dude. What the fuck was he put to death for? I want to say his teachings. I just want to say thinking. Like, like that's all it is. I feel like his teachings were controversial, so he was put to death. Like I knew for a while that he was he was put to death, and I was given a vague reason why. And the only thing I'm holding on to from that time of my life is. He taught something that was controversial. But yeah, but like so many people, like, you know, like Plato before him and all of them, like, I don't think they, they were put to death, but so they were like, fuck you, Socrates. <laughs> I mean, maybe his shit was just too controversial. Like, maybe. maybe. I mean, I. <sighs> gotcha. Oh, okay. So, he, God, this is so fucking dumb. Impiety and corrupting the youth was why he was put to death. So, yeah, basically, like. That's so vague. Yeah. Uh, political. I guess there are political motivations of why he was put to death, but. Okay, I mean, if it's political, it's then I could just say, like, hey, Trevor, I don't like you. Let me get a bunch of my friends. We'll vote you. We'll vote and condemn you to death. Well, that was the thing. Like, it was a jury of his peers. That, that was part of the reason. Like, it, it was so funny because he already really hated the idea of, like, a total democracy and, like, letting, 
just every lay person vote on things and then he was judged by a jury of lay persons and was put to death <laughs> so it only like affirmed why he hated it so much irony oh boy yeah no i i like to i like how like in ancient days it, it was literally like yeah yo if you if you think too much about shit we'll kill you like it like if the, your answer is not always it was god you die and i just think that's crazy like that Hmm. You're allowed to question things a little now, but the fact that you could not stray from a line of thought, I just, that's absurd because we're naturally curious, which is, which this circles back. That's why we have all the discoveries that we do. That's why Newton found calculus and Leibniz also found calculus. That's why Einstein is able to do his shit with general relativity. Like curiosity is the essence of humanity. I don't know if this is going to be in the podcast, but this is sort of meta i love that we just can record our conversations and make something out of it mm -hmm. like we've always had interesting conversations i mean some of them have been bullshit like there was the time that we were coming home from high school and i said what if you like ran over somebody on a bike or some shit and he was splattered all over your fucking hood like this is when you had the 350z but then there are other things like uh popping a boner while skydiving <laughs> like like your skydiving instructor popping a boner while you're tandem skydiving and the only way he can live it down is if he drops you <laughs> from like, i gotta let you go <laughs> disconnects oh my god you flailing around <laughs> no parachute <laughs> ah that was perfect that was perfect oh my god that's fucking hilarious that's one of my favorite bits that we do dude that is, maybe I'm not using this correctly, but quintessential. That is quintessential to our scenarios, I'll call them. Yeah. Public transportation. You want to talk about public transportation? Yeah, I wanted to ride the dart earlier and you said it was kind of sketch. Yeah, fucking the dart is sketch. <laughs> Why is the dart sketch? Because like, oh fuck. Because a couple times I've walked, I've walked by it, um... I, I'll never forget this one. So, like, uh, homeless people like to camp out over there by the dart. And then we... I, I walked by one time in the snow um, when it, when we had the freeze, and I was walking into downtown Carrollton, and uh, fucking this guy, like, gets off of the bus and is, like, cracked out. Like, he is literally, like, motherfucker, motherfucker, fuck, and just, like, literally, like, cursing and just, like, having a full-blown domestic abuse argument with himself, like, just completely going off the rails. So, sorry. I would like to add some context. So, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but the freeze is the, uh, the Texas bullshit that happened in roughly February of 2021, where there was a massive, uh, like, Arctic <laughs> blast that basically made us very cold for a solid week or two and knocked out a shit ton of people's power. Thousands of people lost power and then our uh, re state representative, Ted Cruz, decided to go to Cancun, so. Fuck Ted Cruz. You can go fuck yourself, Ted Cruz. Anyway, man was having full-on crackdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this guy was like, hopped off the bus and immediately, without hesitation, just started, like, arguing with himself about whatever the fuck it was. And I was like, he was near, like, the stairs... And I would have had to, like, go down and be directly next to this motherfucker. And I was like, nope. And I took the long way. I was like, absolutely not going near that fucker. And then, like, another time, 
Uh, I was walking. So like I said, just a shitload of homeless people that kind of like will camp out and sleep there overnight or whatnot. And then like another time I walked by and a guy had like stopped me and he was like chill, but like a little sketchy. And he was like asking me for cigarettes. And I was like, yeah, nah, you know, I don't, I'm I'm good. I don't have any cigarettes. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And like, like I said, like he was kind of cool, but at the same time I was like, I don't want to be around this guy for more than 10 minutes. And, um, yeah, so, like, you know, the past, like, three experiences I've had with, like, walking across the dart, I have not had, like, a good time. Okay, so that that doesn't necessarily sound like an indictment of public transportation or the dart. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. It sounds like you're talking about the people who are in the area that the dart just happens to be in. Well, no, they are there because of the dart. Like, they have to take tra- public transportation. I'm not saying that public transportation is a bad thing. That, that That's not what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying that the w- stop that we have right by where we live is the only sketchy part of this okay. entire neighborhood okay. that we live in. And so, like, there's plenty of places. Like, I've ridden the dart several times, like, um, from, like, Rollette to Dallas. Like, I'm totally fine. Like, it's totally normal. Like, no issues, no sketchy fucking people. But, like, for whatever reason, that stop that we have over there with, like, I, people, sketchy fucking people are all constantly, like, getting <laughs> off over there. Like, I, every time I walk by it, like, not even, like, in it, like, I'm walking by it, I see some, weir- some fucking weirdo doing some weird shit over there. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, thanks for the clarification. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I do want to ride that dart eventually to the airport because... Why would I pay for parking if the dart goes directly to the airport? All right, cool. Any any final comments you want to leave our listeners with before you and I go to bed on a work night? Yeah, so I don't know when you're listening to this, but there's a seasonal version of Shiner called Shiner Hill Country Peach Wheat. Drink that shit. It is so fucking good. I love Shiner, but I love me a sick-ass Shiner Peach. Um, mm. in addition to that, I guess this one's for Mark Thompson. Fuck 12, go team. This one's also for Jazz. Fuck 12, go team. This one's for Sarah. Fuck 12, go team. A lot of people were shouting out there. Uh, drink, drink liquor until your liver fails. That is my final thoughts. Uh, thank you guys so much for probably against your will tuning in to this bonus episode <laughs> of the Modern Goodies Podcast. I have been your host, Trevor King Minor, and my badass, sexy as fuck co-host, Michael it's your Ross. Boy, drunk Michael fucking Ross. Yeah, so uh, tune in next week or next month, who knows when you're <laughs> listening to this, for another episode. And uh, good fucking night.